keeping with our theme of this season, we're kind of continually running through the league on our Patreon episodes, um, cycling through the same four concepts, kind of getting deeper into the season each time. And um, now this is the second time. This is now the, today's episode will complete our second full cycle. And um, that means that we are going to do all NBA teams once again. First team, second team, third team. Um, now we are we're thirty games into the season, which is which is crazy Weird. that we. Weird. Yeah, I know we're like it, within shouting distance of it's. I'm gonna we're gonna blink, and it's gonna be forty one games played. It's gonna be like wow, we're halfway done with this this marathon. Um, I haven't talked to you about the NBA in general before. I I start with my first team. Um, give me like one random NBA thought that you have that you just can't wait to get off your chest. Speaking of WFUV sports, I very loudly went on their basketball podcast before the season started and said the Warriors would be a 50 plus win team. Of course, this is the thing that you're going to. And that's, and that's Steph. And that Steph was my MVP pick. Um, And now, as you said, we're 30 games in. And I like am mad that I was right. So to begrudgingly credit my to a tolerable degree co-host Fritz from San Francisco, who reminds me probably every day that the Warriors have won several championships in our lifetime. Um, I, I think they've been really good. And I think that, and the reason I chose them is because I think the fact that you can take like, the KFS roster and surround Steph Curry with that. And he can like shit out a 52 win squad. Um, And and I'm not saying that last year wasn't like an aberration. I I just mean that like you take people like Wiseman and Ubre. They didn't know how to play in that situation. It's read and react. It's Kerr read and react. Yeah. And much like how Evan Fournier plays like dog shit when he gets a shot diet comprised entirely of shots that he didn't take in his like entire stint in Orlando. Um, You're going to get bad results when you like set things up for failure. So I just think you, you managed to sneak a Thibodeau shot in in a general NBA point that I, that was not lost on me. Well, when I'm on a pod with, with Macri comma, Jonathan, I love getting to intellectually challenge St. Thomas listen, Thibodeau listen. because <laughs> Tom Thibodeau has a, a certain uh, a quarter. Tom Thibodeau has someone who made this the All NBA team last year that he has to that he has to um, I'll say deal with um, and cater to, so as it were. That may have a little bit something to do with how Evan Fournier is. Well, Tom Thibodeau in his lifetime has forgotten more about basketball than I'll ever know. This is, so this is very true. This is, you know, I, I will give him that, but ah. I, I, I just wanted to say, I think no. that my, my point here was my point, And it's that I think that after this season, especially depending on the Warriors postseason success, I was about to say this, yeah. Potential lack thereof people's all time top 10 lists should, and I won't, I'm not, I won't say will, I will say should, shake up a little bit uh, I, because there should be someone entering the arena at 10, maybe not at a seven, eight or nine, but, but, but at 10, you know, I think someone's poking his head uh, I think, really strongly into that company. I think um, 
it is fair to it's I I will I never watched I never got to watch Magic Johnson or Larry Bird. And I preface what I'm about to say by saying that because my understanding is those were two superstars who were pretty gosh darn easy to play with. I think in my lifetime of watching basketball, the superstar that has probably been easiest to play with, whether you're another star player or the 12th guy on the bench is Tim Duncan. And I think Steph is maybe a a step even above Duncan because he, or you know what? Not a step above. They're very, obviously they're very different players. Um, But I think he's the, he's the superstar that is the easiest to play with. It doesn't matter if you're Kevin Durant. If it's Kevin Durant, it's easy to play with Steph Curry. If it's Jordan Poole, it's easy for you to play with Steph Curry. And I think Draymond, you know, deserves some credit too because he's he's part of all this. Um, oh, for sure. I think it. Speak of not lost on me. It was not lost on me last year in the Warriors down year. Uh, the Draymond slander. I think people well, like were really I mean, quick to just be like. This guy can't put up six points a game, um, so he's he's washed, and we need to trade him to Portland like they've always wanted, and all these other ridiculous takes I saw from the Dubs fan base. Everything's context. It's all context. It's he's what kind very, of context are you putting in it? He's a very key cog in that machine, I, uh, even if not built of the strongest titanium or wherever the hell that analogy. No, but like you like you said, let's see. Let's see how the postseason goes and let's see if Draymond's occasional inability slash unwillingness to, you know, score uh, will will hurt them more. Warriors, Suns, Jazz. And if if Murray and Leonard come back, I think the Clippers and Nuggets are are up there too. the West. Despite the attention, I feel like being on the East this year, the West has still has like a shit ton of really good teams. I think I think a lot of it depends on those two guys. All right. Well actually so we're we're dancing around a lot of my let's get right into it because we're dancing around a lot of first team conversation and stuff that trickles down into the second team. So why don't we start with the guy you just brought up, uh Steph Curry. I don't think anyone on the first team has a designation of easiest person to name on the first team. I think it's um I think it's probably a four. I honestly, I think it's a four way tie between Curry and I'll just name my other three other first teamers, uh, Jokic, Giannis and KD. I, there is no, there's literally no argument for not having Curry on the first team. There's no argument for not having Jokic on the first team. There's no argument for not having Durant on the first team. I, you don't think there's an argument for Embiid over Jokic. Oh, wow. We're so we're, Oh boy, you're going to, you're going to have some, you're going to have some reactions as we move forward in this podcast. You did not third team him. Uh, I'm not going to say anything um, until we get to it. Fuck. So all, all I, I will say is I'll, I'll save my beat stuff. I'll just say for right now, there is no argument and then I'll get to some, some other stuff. Um, no argument for KD. And then Giannis. I, yeah. Again, I don't, the only reason I hesitated for like a half a second on on Giannis is because and this will and I'm not going to skip the last first team spot but I do at least want to acknowledge this the the Bucks have I don't want to say the Bucks have underperformed because they've been hurt but like as we sit here right now the Bucks are in fifth place um in the Eastern Conference they're 19 and 13 now there's a bunch as again we're recording this on 9 or 721 on 
uh, Wednesday evening, there are four teams that have 19 wins in the East, the Bulls, the Cavs, the Heat, and the Bucks. Um, Giannis has uh, missed some time. He has played in 26 games. It's not a ton of time that he's missed. Um, it's a little bit of time. That said, the only other guy who you would potentially have in the conversation for one of the first team forward spots is DeMar DeRozan. And that's, I wanted to mention DeRozan here because in my mind, those five players, Curry, Jokic, Durant, um, Giannis, and, and DeRozan have been just without question, the five, whatever you want to say, five best players in the sport, five most impactful, positively impactful players in the sport, you know, but any, any disagreement with, with any of that? I want to say in regards to the, the Milwaukee conversation that I think multiple things can be true there. I think it can be true that if things can even hurt, we should say there, there's been injuries yeah, left and yeah. right with them. So. so, so this leads right into my point, which is that, you know, given that they've been hurt, um, I think it can be true that Giannis might not be like this, you know, MVP super candidate or whatever, like, cause that team, like you said, they're fifth. Um, but it can also be true that if, you know, you're, it depends on the extent to which you're involving projections in this, but if you think Milwaukee is going to keep playing like they have with everyone healthy, which I think everyone and their mother does, then you have Giannis first team and you're going to have Giannis first team. Yeah. And and here's, here's why it's not a conversation. So I periodically read off the, the on off, uh, metric for cleaning the glass, which again, I want to be very specific. If the guy backing you up or like not necessarily even the guy backing you up, if like your your team's second team is very weak um, or like your coach has like rotations where it's like he just puts guys on the floor that struggle a lot. um, This number is going to be very good. That being said, it is notable that Giannis Antetokounmpo is in the 97th percentile in this stat. The uh, Bucks are 17.5 points better when he's on than when he's off. And then you go to. his usage rate, hundredth percentile in usage for bigs across the league, ninety-eighth um, percentile for assists in uh, for bigs across the league. Points per shot attempt—that's the only where the only place he's dragging, and that's why he's not. I, I don't think going to get any serious MVP conversation. But like, look, guy is averaging twenty-seven points, uh, twelve rebounds, and and six assists. It's Meh. you know a, a, a block and a half a game and a steal a game and it's like Meh. okay great he's good he's and for and you know what his reward is going to be his reward is he's not going to be one of the three finalists named for MVP that's insane but that's the world we live in right now voter fatigue voter for, well uh, I mean he didn't win last year um uh, well I I, just, I it happened to LeBron James so yeah, you, know, I, I, you know it's I'm not going to sit here and say you know he should have four more MVPs than he does. I'm not going to sit here and say he should have two more than he does. I will say that I think maybe he should, LeBron should have one more than he does. And maybe, or more definitely than maybe he was under ranked a couple times because of, I think your, your LeBron just, argument is better. Happens. No, your LeBron argument is better because there was no question for a, at least a 10 year period in the league, who the best player was. There was zero question about that. It was LeBron James. I think this is different because if you ask the, like an, either an average NBA fan or a very knowledgeable NBA fan who the best player in the league is right now, you could, Curry I think Durant, you, could, you could get, I think you get four different answers. And I throw and, Jokic and some in. people would say Jokic. Yep. 